Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, my name is Aid, and this is show 316 and I know that to be true because we've just had a team check on that and with me here <laughs> today I'm very pleased to say our the team. Hey Claire, how are you? Hi, I'm good thank you. Nice to be here for this show as always. Splendid, splendid and Christian how are you? Pretty good, thank you. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, you want to ruffle some feathers, don't you? You want to, you want to, like, you know, antagonize people a little bit, just a little. Go on, admit I, it, admit I, it. I, I, I don't know. I think I, I, I dare say it could be a little bit controversial, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Sadly, no Rachel with us uh, today. Yeah. Um, uh, the Rachel's family are all sick again. Um, we do wish them at the at the very best and hope they all recover soon. Uh, they seem to have had a very rough ride of it recently. This well through that throughout the whole of this winter. Um, so we hope that they all get better soon and um, and get past that stage where children bring horrible bugs home with them every day. <laughs> it does end soon, Rachel. I promise. <laughs> okay well today's show has been uh introduced to us or the topic for today's show i should say has been introduced to us by claire who has something she's been wanting to talk about for ages and we do owe claire a bit of a team apology because <laughs> this conversation has been rescheduled several times hasn't it claire it has i think i think it's only me that's genuinely interested no that's have, not true no we've had we've had a lot of different um stuff going on haven't we and um scheduling things and stuff so so we have indeed we have and so (laughs) i'm very pleased actually that we get to have this conversation right Mm. now and uh because and for me i have to say um it was not a uh, i don't know if it's whether you call it a phrase or a concept uh i'm not sure that i was familiar with but we're going to be talking today about outside of photography yeah I think for me, where it's come from is I've, i've well i think it stems from personal interests actually so I'm always been interested in outsider characters, I think, for, which is how I started when I think about it with my own photography, which was documenting um, local characters, really, in my hometown who were could be classed as kind of outsiders. People might consider them a bit eccentric or they lived on the fringes in some way. And um, I, when I was a lot younger, um, I had a, I worked in a, in a, in a shop after school um, and at weekends and so on. And in fact, oh, it's quite timely that the man that re- owned and ran the shop was one of the nicest people I've ever met, I think, and one of the kindest bosses. And he's literally just died. So that's a bit, a, a bit sad. But anyway, um, and in that shop, but what, what that, shop and that job gave me and this it was like the hub of the town and this was pre-internet days you know and um so it had the best selection of magazines and papers and everything so a lot of people came through that shop and a lot of these characters used to come in um and so i used to photograph them and got to know some of them um yeah so so i think i've always had that interest in me i'm always interested in outside of uh, characters people um from then so i about i think it's about 10 years ago mentioned it before i was in london and it's still to me is one of the best exhibitions I've, i think i've ever seen and that was called it was in the hayward gallery and i think it was called the alternative guide to the universe and um in that it was all centered around um basically artwork from what they called outsider artists which 
people might, you know, what's an outsider artist? I think for me, it tends to be um, people who are usually self-taught and don't really have any formal connections at all with the art world or galleries or anything like that. But they're out there um, creating um, often really great work um, in their own way, in their own style and, um, you know, with their own kind of vision. And this exhibition um, featured some of these people that I'd like to talk about today. And so, uh, so it didn't, this exhibition didn't just have photographers, it had painters and sculptures. Um, but um, for this, obviously, I, I, I tailored it into um, the, the photographers that really struck me. So there was two, three, four, possibly, see how we go. But um, in the exhibition, um, yeah, in the exhibition, um, there was a, a, a woman called an artist from Chicago called Lee Goddy or Goody. And, you know, I don't know, my pronunciations might be off. Um, and her work really struck me. I really loved it. So she was a homeless woman in Chicago. She was in her 70s, possibly older and she was quite well known what I've read about her. I think she was well known in the area and she didn't just take photos she made other artworks which she sold um and, and swapped for different things and she kept all her belongings apparently in like a um a locker a lockup in um one of the stations in Chicago um so all her worldly belongings fitted into you know one locker and what struck me is she did these, she used, and, and, and what I think is great about outsider artists, I think it's about hope. I think they give me hope because they're not restricted. They might not have the, the means, the money to have equipment or the latest equipment or, you know, what people might consider great equipment, but they're not restrained by that and they find a way around it and they still create really good work. So she, Lee used to use um, photo booths you know, the money that she got from selling some of her paintings, sometimes or her sketches, she would use um, to take photos of herself um, in photo booths. And she did self-portraits and she would dress herself up and um, as various characters in various costumes and make herself up. Um, so that was her kind of um, form of expression. So it was great seeing all this work kind of thing in the, in the, in the flesh um, in, in that exhibition. So she's one. Ligody. The other one I really like is um, the Czech man. <laughs> um, and again, my pronunciation might be off. I don't know if it's Mirsalav Tichy, and <laughs> some listeners will know about him. Um, he was the, again, considered kind of quite an eccentric outsider character in his hometown. He went around quite a lot of the time in, in what were considered, you know, rags. Um, what I can what from what I've read he was quite he was kind of tolerated and accepted by many I think he was just seen as harmless and as an eccentric and maybe other people found him frightening but he he made a hundred thousand images hundred thousand and that's what that's what we know about <laughs> um in his lifetime and of course he made his own cameras out of um well, out of anything he could get his hands out of in. Junk, by the, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Out of junk, yeah. I mean, I, I heard it was like um, all sorts of cans and bits of plastic, underwear, under underwear, underpants, elastic apparently for some, made his own cameras and then went around documenting um, 
you know, people, mostly females, not always though, but mostly um, in, in his hometown. And for me, I, I really love his work because I think it's quite dreamy um, and um, his pin, pinhole work. And I first came across him actually when I was on a um, an alternative processes course. Um, again, that was in London in Central St. Martins and someone, um, one of the tutors, well, the, the tutor, um, showed a, f a few uh, photographers that they were kind of um, influenced by and, and he was one of them. So that's how I first came across him and then at the exhibition. And so I really like his work and he's he was completely on his own, completely on the fringes and um, had a lot of work stolen as well, apparently, because apparently his house just had all these amazing images, or to me, amazing images, just everywhere. So people would... Um, would just take them and apparently he was quite fiercely independent and he didn't want anything to do with like <laughs> you know the art world of any shape or form and um but now you know i mean both of those um are no longer with us and of course i mean his work now um a small little original will sell something about five thousand pounds possibly more and he has gallery representation i mean he's in london when i was in london photo week last year i was there very briefly and i noticed a gallery with his work in in, in the corner so I, I wonder what he'd make of that because that's the thing a lot of um artists who are outsiders producing work some of them weren't same in paint with painters some of them were laughed at maybe in there or weren't considered um of any worth in their in their lifetimes but now you know they sell for millions or whatever and you know they, they won't know that same with writers isn't it and of course the other one is um you know vivian mayer you know she was an outsider artist as well because she wasn't she had no recognition i don't think in her lifetime she was a uh, considered you know she was a an older lady who was the nanny who went around taking photographs in her spare time. So, you know, these, and, and of course, all, all, so all these people completely self-taught, no formal connections to any kind of, to the art world in any shape or form, but just forging ahead um, and doing what, doing what they, doing they love. So I think that I'm, I'm really interested in outsider photographers, in outsider art generally, um, you know, and there's that whole art brute movement, John de Buffet, I've seen some of his, um, exhibitions you know the painter and there's yeah and there's a great book called raw creation if anyone's interested which is full of really great work by outsider artists so I think they can give us for me anyway I find it really hopeful that people can maybe not you know can be limited limited but not limited in equal measures sorry I think Christian wants to pop in <laughs> yeah I, I'm, um, I find this I, I'm equally um, drawn to outsider artists as as you as you are and uh, I've I followed obviously the Vivian Meyer um, mm. uh, hype that was going on and um, after watching the documentary which tried to go in depth uh, with Vivian Meyer but ultimately I think the amount of um, evidence there and the amount of people who could be interviewed and so on was rather limited and recently there was uh, um, um, this new book was released uh, which is called Vivian Meyer developed uh, by Anne Marx which I can highly recommend it's amazing because it's a very thorough thoroughly researched and my question to you is um, I always feel like especially with Vivian Meyer um, in the Instagram culture uh, everything we basically do is look at 
images and then try mm. to judge from there how people shoot and what their style is and what it's very hard to uh, people seldomly take the time to check on backgrounds and biographies and so on and i feel very strongly especially when it comes to these outsiders that sometimes there is this uh fine line between exploiting the legacy of the artist by just you know trying to sell stuff um mm. instead of you know um making sure that the biography is well known that the images are set into a certain context of the artist and so on and i um especially with um miroslav uh, tichi i think um we've discussed in preparation for this show what we think yeah. about his images and uh for everyone who hasn't seen them it's at some point um i feel uncomfortable looking at the images because there are candid shots of young females and and young women and uh, you sometimes think I, I don't think that he got you know it was like a consensual photo shoot it was just you know shots he took on the streets and mm. it's very important to understand what situation the artist is in and why he took certain images same with Vivian Meyer and for example Vivian Meyer is very interesting in terms of biography because uh, she tried to do to be very proficient with the camera, for example, and she actually tried to enter the art world, but never sort of got around mm. doing it. And she even tried to sell her work. She uh, got into portrait work early on, and that's something I think is very important to look at when you look out at those, um, you know, uh, at these artists who are, you know, denominated as outsiders. It's very important to look at the biographies. So, lots to talk about then. So, uh, I, I, and uh, before we dive into to, mm. to one particular artist, though, I mean, Claire, you mentioned a couple of times there that these yeah. artists give you hope. Yeah. And and I've been I've been thinking about that. You know, the last few minutes as you be yeah you know, trying to think. You know, how 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 might I get hope for, from this and. I, I, I'm not sure I could fully. I, I'm not sure I could form an answer for myself. So, mm -hmm. I, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm gonna anyway. Um, yeah, when you say that these artists give you give you hope, what what what's the hope? Is is it hope that that you too might find success because <laughs> you're already a successful artist? Well, um, so I don't know, but that's that's debatable, isn't it? I think. You know, I don't. I wouldn't say I was, but you know, maybe to someone else I am. It's it's all relative. But no, I think what gives me hope. Well, well, if I can just rewind back the conversation a bit, then to, I think for me, um, I don't know if this links into what Christian was just saying about um, when when I see images, I tend to look up. I tend to look up artists. I'm sure maybe we all do this. I'll see an image, and we we all see so many images, don't we, today? Because we live in such a visual world. Um, you know, we're saturated, aren't we? You know, because we're all, you know, the social media channels and so on. But if I see images or image that images or artwork that I like, really like it, it affects me in some way. Um, so I, I, that's when I will look someone up, you know, look, I, I, and probably we all do that. So that's how I've come, you know, I've seen their work and I've thought, oh, you know, I see some sort of beauty or something, you know, maybe, you know, 
I know I know maybe we 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 see um Merslov Titchi in, in, in different ways, possibly, me and Christian, maybe some similarities, maybe some differences. I see just beauty in his work and then I look him up and then I I, I read about his biography, um, as you say. And so it just makes me even more captivated by him. So the hope bit comes because I think that sometimes in all art in the art world, I suppose, and in all art forms whatever you're into whether it's photography or painting or music um a lot you know there's loads the world's full of really really great artists really talented artists but very few people um can make a can break through and make a make a living off it and um there's all sorts of reasons for that isn't there sometimes it's just you can get lucky and i think sometimes you you acknowledge that you've got lucky um well, there's different reasons, but um, but some I and I think we've had these conversations before that you can get you can get sometimes a bit frustrated or you can get um, downhearted. <laughs> I don't know. We can all go through this, and you can feel like just that you just want to give up because you can't. You know, it just feels so difficult or so hard that you just feel like you're you're working really hard about what you do, but it's it's you know maybe you're not moving where you'd want to move. And then I then you come across these individuals, and I I just find them quite hopeful because. Well, Merslov personally, because he, he, if you look at his biography, he wasn't interested. <laughs> I think that's just so fascinating that some people, you know, he just was, I'm not interested. He was completely doing it for himself by the look of it. He obviously had, he obviously was compelled, I think, to make this imagery because he was so prolific, um, but then had no kind of interest in whether people liked, loved or loathed him, it seems to me. Because I'm not sure if there was people trying to reach out to him in the in the late latter years of his life, um, but the fact that there is people that get discovered, um, and and I think it's there's something kind of for me it's a double edged sword. There's something quite sad, but also quite poignant about these people that they're very revered, but they were not in their lifetime. I feel a sadness for them because I think, oh, um, but I don't know. But it gives hope, but also pulling onto the point Christian said earlier i don't know where i sit with you know now that now they're not here and someone is making a lot of money off them i don't know how i feel about that sorry christian yeah I, i'm wondering i mean for me if i when i look at work sometimes it's like a love at first sight thing you know yeah. i look at an image and i think oh that is an excellent image and very quickly i start um wondering what the background mm. is what the context of the image is what the who the artist is and what the motivation is and yeah. i don't know if you feel the same because uh it's i i um i think there are people who can just take an artwork and say okay this looks good and never bother with you know yeah. asking who who created the artwork mm. but i think especially f because you obviously say you have big heart for outsiders it's not just merely the work, uh, even if it's like discovered today and sold for millions of pounds or euros or dollars. That is not your your yeah. What 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 attracts you? I think what attracts you, and it's the same for me. Is there is an image that I fall in love with, and then I want to know about the person who created the image, and that is something as yeah. Uh, there is a some some something like a mystique around people whose images are published posthumously yes. because you obviously yeah. you can't ask the person what were you yeah. thinking and uh 
I feel like with, for example, Vivian Mayan, I think with Miroslav Tichy, it's very probably the same. Uh, one of the mysteries is that nobody really knew who that person mm. truly was in terms of what was he or she thinking. And and I think that's a very important thing because uh, if, you, if you look at certain images uh, by Tichy, but also by... Um, by um, Vivian Meyer, you can see that there is very often some like a thread going through their mm. work. There is something that uh, occupies their minds, and I think one of the um, one of the uh, things that really makes outsiders so interesting, especially if they passed away and you look at their work, is yeah. trying to figure out what that thread is that goes through their work. I don't know if you feel the same. No, no, I think that's 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 a that's an interesting point. Um and I think I mean we we had a chat before, didn't we, about um Merslop and how how we both maybe see his, his his images maybe slightly differently. Um when I look at his work, I'm obviously I, I mean like I said I I I see I see a lot of beauty in there and then and then I don't know I feel like I wonder how we know that he was um, known in his neighbourhood, but he seems to have been very alone. So you just get a sense of that. I don't know, I get a sense of that kind of loneliness in his work, you know? And maybe he was trying to, I don't know, in his own way, trying to make... Uh, he was documenting stuff, and, and I'm glad he did it. But um, I, I get a sense of that. I don't know whether he was like... there was a, There's a loneliness as well in his work. I don't know. Yeah, I think his to make work, those connections, you his, know? his work obviously reflects desire. Obviously, mm. I mean uh, that's one of the things that I see. But uh, as you said, there is always. Uh, it's interesting that uh, the the um, the observer, us, you, and me, for yeah. example, and eight, we we look at an image and it tells us different things. And I find it very interesting that you, as a woman. Mm. Uh, see mostly see the beauty in the images yeah. and me as a as a man I don't know if it's like a, a female male yeah. thing I, yeah. I I feel like there is a predatory component in the yeah. photographing young yeah. women without them being aware and mm. I was always the first impulse that I had was uh, wondering how I felt if someone uh, you know took photos mm. like these of my wife mm. or my daughter and mm -hmm. so on and um, but then you were talking when we discussed this before the show. Yeah. You were talking about his uh, his uh, context and his biography, and I was thinking it's always very important not to prematurely um, uh, I I don't know judge someone mm. or judge an image without knowing the context. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fine line because you can't ask the person anymore what he was thinking. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because what you, I, I've never. It's funny because I've, I've never thought that about his work. You know, I accept what you're saying, um, but I've, I've never, I've never looked at his work, and that's never crossed my mind. That, oh, you know, this is really kind of um, not on or predatory. Yeah, I could look at someone else's work um, that does street photography and maybe takes pictures of girls, and, and think that. So. I have to ask myself, what is the component? Then, what 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 is the what's the difference? I think it does. It raises interesting questions. I think about for me, um, street photography. You know, because you don't need consent. 
you know um you, you know we can take pictures of people on the street can't we and we could put them into exhibitions we don't need their permission apart allegedly if um if they're, uh, if they're not, outside, not, not in germany not in uh, europe uh, but yeah um, uh, if, if they're outside and, and, yeah. and what does what, what does that mean but i never i never thought that about his work mm. and then it makes me think about um it's the whole it's the whole how maybe things are packaged and sold because you get um if you look at a lot of the painters isn't it over the over the years and the the female form and a lot of because there will have been a lot of women who were models it can be questionable whether they were there was exploitative situations going yeah, on there absolutely. yet we hold mm -hmm. yet we hold it up as like oh you know it's really high art and stuff uh, i don't know um, if you remember whole... even the mainstream stuff remember yeah. the uh, the um the portrait uh, of Jane Birkin and Gainsborough, where she was uh, like in the submissive pose, and mm. uh, which uh, which s sort of hints at violence and and so on, and that could be interpreted as completely a complete violation of uh, Jane Birkin's dignity, and and but yeah, so so that mm. is a very interesting um, observation that you can make, and and also you can see the same and. Images uh, taken by Vivian Meyer, for example, she was not shy taking photos of uh, homeless people or people who were helplessly drunk or passed out in the street. And she, she, um, uh, she, basically, uh, her work spanned a whole range of styles, from journalistic style, where she, uh, she was, she rushed to scenes of crimes and uh, whipped her camera yeah. out and shot, yeah. and so on, and and. That can be explo like exploitary. I can't please help me out. Non-native speaker alert. Yeah. Please help me out. So but that yeah, can be like exploiting people mm. as well. So, yeah, very interesting. And I think it's it's mm. it, we need to make sure that we understand what the motivation was. I think that's good. What your motivation is. That's a good point. I, it's it's weird because again, when I've been in London. I've actually seen people that I've wanted to photograph, but I haven't. And I actually, a couple of them I'm thinking is because they were like, they were homeless. And I just felt like it might be seemed as like you say, it it's, um, wouldn't be respectful in some ways. And, yeah, and, the, and that there's another part of me when I see photographs from different decades where I think, um, where I think um, I'm glad people have taken those photographs, you know? Um, it's it's a really round conversation or rounded conversation you two are having and i'm trying to think you know how how my own personal views fit into this because i i can empathize with both points of view that that, that you yeah. have and and you've expressed i i also a little bit little bit torn between you know whether motivation makes it okay it, it, it or or not or not okay right so so i mean clearly i think and that's that's maybe an easier one to answer because if somebody's motivation is to do harm then clearly that's not okay right so mm. so you know whereas if somebody's yes, motivation yeah. is is unknown you, you, it's difficult to, to uh, as christians are saying difficult to form a judgment if you can't ask people then there's a bit of me that thinks that actually rarely can you really ask the artist whether they're alive or dead um, mm -hmm. And so actually, you know, the 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 work it, when you experience it for the first time is, you know, when you first see a piece uh, of work, any kind of any kind of imagery or, or, or piece of art, that's 
it's there to on its own right and and you know that that's and you will interpret it in the way that you you see fit i guess and everybody will have a different interpretation well, according to their own view of things their own experiences their yeah their own life experiences so i i i i'm i'm a little bit wanting to agree with you that knowing the motivation can can help you decide yeah. and, and i guess it can but i'm also a little bit thinking to myself well actually i'm not sure that i agree with that because the the motivation of something is it it, it may, may be different from from the impact that it causes right so you know history will tell will tell us and anybody who has, any of us could name figures from history who thought they had really good ideas and and yet the manifestation of those ideas was 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 woefully off <laughs> I, I would even take this idea further look at uh, artists who have been have been celebrated artists with amazing artwork and who turned out to be crooks or, or who did stuff that was really really questionable if not even illegal and that uh, that immediately brings up the question uh, should we disregard the artwork of people who did wrong things in the past and because i mean if if we if we try to figure out the motivation and we figure out that someone is bad and exploited uh for example even for paid work as you said claire mm. sometimes uh um, models especially female models but also male models uh have been exploited and 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 either physically or even uh, like psychologically and the question yeah. is if you just merely look at the 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 art artwork or the the photo that comes out of this uh very negative setting is it still okay to regard that piece as art or not? Well, that's a good point, isn't it? Because, you know, a broad definition of art yeah. would would have to say yes, actually, because art is art, part one of the roles of art is to explore, isn't it? And, uh, and when you explore, you're exploring very often the boundaries of things. Yeah, there's there's not a lot to be there's less to be learned when you're exploring something that's already very mainstream and known isn't it it's you know there's um yeah where in whatever art form you're adopting yeah so yeah and get you know, uh in a theme of outsiders you know uh, an outsider artist and outsider photographers actually i think you know some of some of them clearly were exploring ideas some of them were exploring their own talent some of them had yeah a compulsion i am quite drawn to the idea of an artist that doesn't want to be involved in the art world mm -hmm. um i think that's uh yeah uh, and and you could by extension you could extend that today to social media as well so um, um one of the reasons that i don't engage very much and don't share my photography on social media very often at all um is that I don't do it for them, for you lot out yeah. there on the internet, yeah. you know, and 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 you lot that I'm looking at on my screen right now, I you know, uh, I and because it's a yeah, it, it is a personal thing, so I can relate to artists who who don't want to have anything involved with the art world. And then there's mm. another just random thought. There's just like actually, we probably should program ourselves to ignore anything that the official art world you know rates in any way, shape, or form. You know, because we should be we should have the confidence to explore for ourselves. Um, yeah. 
uh, and and yeah there are but but then again you know uh if somebody said to me oh look you know the art world recognizes the mona lisa as a fine piece of art and i would look at it and go well no because the art world likes it i'm determined not to like it and that would seem a little bit short-sighted yeah. as well so I, it, it's, a, it's a whole richness of stuff but it can even be uh, uh more trivial like look for example at uh, vivian meyer's work and biography and uh, a lot of people have raised the question whether or not she would have agreed to her photos being published. Mm. And um, one of the things that Anne Marks um, points out and and and, and researched in her uh, book, um, Vivian Meyer Developed, was that she actually tried to get her work published. She tried to start a, a postcard a business, for example. And uh, yeah, so so she's and she tried to connect with the art world as well so um that doesn't make necessarily make everything that happened after her death okay that's mm. not what i'm trying to say but uh it's not i also think that um not trying to create work to please people is uh, uh um an interesting and valid trait of character obviously yes Definitely. Then, uh, then that wouldn't work for a stock photographer who needs to create work that <laughs> or, pleases people, or, any, which is, or a wedding photographer. I'm not exactly, here to please you. Yeah. Exactly, and that that that's perfectly fine too. So, uh, um, yeah, it's it's hard to understand how. I mean, obviously, uh, when I read um, the article you sent me by the gallery that published or sold yeah. work by um, Miroslav Tichia, I found the way they talked about his work at least um a little bit odd yeah uh, yeah and um the the, the it it, I, it felt to me that's just my subjective yeah. um impression that obviously they're trying to sell some uh, tr trying to sell his work and yeah i think it, uh, as soon as the commercial aspect comes in i think um things sometimes turn uh or get a twist that i don't personally like that much because I, yeah i mean some of the i mean some of the descriptions of his work i would agree with it because but, but that's because i see maybe I, I i see that kind of beauty and dreaminess in his, in his work but i do wonder what he'd have made of made of <laughs> being represented by these galleries when as far as i'm aware he 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 didn't want anything uh, to do you know he had no interest in that and I would he's someone that I find quite fascinating and I he's someone that I I, I wish he was still here you know you know he's one of those people you think oh, I would love to have been able to sit down and have a conversation but, with him and learn a bit about him or something from him but obviously that's not yeah. possible. this is, this is dream but if I'm <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest yeah sometimes I dream of uh, acquiring an original by Vivian Meyer too so yeah. uh yeah if, if I mean and how does that work yeah a gallery needs to sell it to me and and you know that's so so I I, I, I don't want to take this you know moral standpoint saying yeah. how dare you uh make money off someone who's dead yeah. and can't do anything against it but uh yeah so Yes, very it doesn't something... have to be art though in that sense, or it mm. doesn't have to be single pieces of originals. I mean, if you buy, you know, if you buy uh, an album, right, a music album from from mm. from somebody who is no longer around, right? Uh, are you exploiting them? Uh, is somebody else exploiting them? Um, 
you know what what, what is the situation there and, and it is uh, and it may be different perhaps for people who didn't get any recognition whilst they were yeah. alive uh, so so that, that i think that, that that does make a difference and i'm struggling right now to think of uh, a musician didn't get quite the recognition they deserved when they were alive well, a lot got if you look at if you listen look at sorry if you listen to um or see read interviews or see interviews don't you have a lot of successful bands a lot will say how they were really exploited early on because they didn't know yeah. that the ropes and and talking about our outsider artists um do you know the do you know the musician steve albini uh, he's like know, a he's like a well-known he's kind of like a well-known record producer so he's he's successful but he was at one point really really disliked by some of the major labels because he has this whole ethos that a lot of artists are completely exploited there's lots of hangers on and really he's much for much for the the diy uh culture so he's a producer he won't he has a set fee you know whether i went there to, to record or whoever and um you know he, he also doesn't believe that in in this whole thing of um in, in the music world of you know producers putting their kind of signature on it he's very much for i'll make you sound as as close to you know you you have your own sound but you should read what he has to say on the particular the music industry and the music world and our, it's really interesting so he's kind of an outsider even though he's successful but again, it's like compared to who, you know, he's successful, but he's a kind of outsider, quite fiercely independent guy in, in the music scene. But it, he, he, he's he's got he's interesting. I think he's very interesting. So we've got two definitions mm. of outsider here mm. then, haven't we now? Which mm. one is perhaps the person who was outside of the mainstream for their art form? Yeah. Uh, and uh, either either by choice uh, or, or, or or well let's say just let's say so it was never recognized so, so whose art was never, never recognized and yeah. then you've got people who are trying deliberately to be to be outside of uh the, the mainstream by deliberately trying to push the boundaries and change the model so yeah which is yeah. but then the same denom the same denominator of all these people is that they basically either starting from the beginning or at some point after not you know get, uh, becoming successful they started to work outside this art distribution system art yeah. commercial system yeah. i think that is just the common denominator which fascinates me because yeah. in the end vivian meyer after trying to um, have uh, having um commercial success with a postcard business and with a port um, you know commissioned portrait uh, work and so on she just kept on shooting and i think the most fascinating work is the work she did after you know getting to grips with the fact mm. that she won't be able to sell her work and uh, that is some of her best work was done yeah she, she shot in, in that time i think i think that's what i like as well because i think that um i think what a lot like you say a lot of them it's about not accepting the, the, the restrictions that maybe have been placed on them by getting rejected by the artwork if you tried, not giving up and just existing anyway, doing your own thing on your own terms, which may, maybe is outside of what is considered what is considered of value in, in the mainstream, I don't know. But I, I just think it's great that they carry on. But yes. then, it, then it's interesting to me, like you say, when they get this recognition, but um, 
when they were high, no one was interested in them. Just like the writer, isn't it? Kafka, I think it happened to him. He wasn't, um, you know, all his kind of, um, his status as a really good writer, and I like his novels, you know, it's happened since he's died. So I, there's kind of a... I don't know how I feel about that. There's some some part of me feels so, a bit of a bit of sorry for them that they didn't. You know, they're these great artists, but they just weren't recognised. And a lot of them are living in in really in poverty. You know, um, but now they're kind of revered. Sorry, Christian. To to me, that is yeah. also there is a, a sincerity in the work that yeah. is produced mm. basically for themselves. For yeah. example. I, I, I sorry for, for um, that I speak mm. of Vivian Meyer a lot because mm. I read her biography and, and uh, she's a very good example of someone who um, was raised in a dysfunctional family. She she experienced poverty and so mm. on, and she was very interested in this contrast between poverty and and you know the rich world. The, the, Absolutely. The, and and uh, she also had a, a strong view on. Uh, you know the the racial question back okay. in the days in in the yeah. US. She she always tried to put um, people of different colors into a, a context and then try to show them together how they interacted and so on. And uh, in, in, during the time that she photographed those images, that must have tickled um, the mainstream rich. Uh, you know the the the. Um, um, yeah the majority the rich majority in probably in the wrong way so mm. uh I, I sometimes feel like uh her time had to come and i mean obviously it it was quite a amazing circumstances under which um her images were discovered in this uh, um, um locker mm. and and uh, uh we can be glad that um the value of those images was yeah. discovered and they, that they weren't dumped because there are a lot of mm. uh, documentary as you said they, they document a certain yeah time and a certain surrounding and i find that very important and also i've heard uh, the term the magic of the past which always takes a very important role yeah. in images that have been taken a long time mm. ago mm. even mm. the most mundane images get a certain magic if totally. you look at them today if enough time has passed but that, but that is not what is the case I, I i recognize that in tishi's work yes there is something else obviously there is an artistic mm. thing which i'm might find strange but yeah. uh, it's undeniable and the same for uh for yeah. um it, for vivian Meyer. it's not snapshots that she took yeah it's uh also compared mm. to obviously to the vast amount of shots she took it's mm. still amazing how uh, technically um proficient she was and how what a good eye she had for yeah composition. definitely and i just find you know going back to the hope question aid he was saying what I find just really inspiring then is the fact that neither these these some of these individuals they weren't they weren't phased or they didn't you know they didn't just say oh I can't do my artwork because I don't have a six thousand pound Leica or whatever you know or you know he, he was going around with these you know literally made his cameras from junk yeah I mean how how kind of what's the word I'm looking for for that how you know how inventive was that I just love it you know and same with that Lee got, got that Lee Goody um she didn't have any cameras 
but she did, didn't stop her. She 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 had the um she had the brainwave to think. Well, I'm going to use the photo booth then because that's the camera, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna use that. And so I just love that kind of thinking that that kind of imagination because I love her work. Have you seen her work in um in the photo booths? Um, uh, yeah, some of all, it. Yeah, no, her it's, style, it's, all it's dressed up in in, in very in inventive. Yes. Very inventive, and and in, in in a photo booth. So she didn't limit herself. She didn't think, oh well, I haven't got um this lens or this camera, or whatever. She thought, I'm going to do it, and this is how I'm going to do it. And and um I loved it. And when, and when you see the originals, oh, they were fabulous, fabulous, fabulous pieces of art. Really great. And I'm again, a... I'd have loved to have um, had a conversation with her. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's something I, because mm. this is um not the norm people you know using um what they had because vivian meyer for example she very consciously purchased a roliflex very early on mm -hmm. and later on used a leica so she was very keen on using good gear but that is what, what i think what we can say is that all these artists that you mentioned they chose the, the instrument and the the tools that they felt most comfortable with and try to uh, or could express their 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 ideas best with so and yeah. Vivian Meyer used a Rolleiflex and you can actually see it in her her shots in terms and, of and, and all of them completely self-taught and yeah. so there's a freeing I think when you're self-taught as well um you haven't I mean, there's pros and cons, isn't there? There's always pros and cons to everything. But when you're self-taught, and if you haven't been like to art school or anything else, because some people, you know, some people hold a view, oh, unless you've been to art school, um, you're not you're not an artist, which is a view I don't hold, um, because what we're going to do? Tell people right across the globe where there's no no schools even, never mind art schools that that are creating artwork. Oh, sorry, you're not an artist because you've not been to art school. So I'm someone that does not hold that view, but I feel like one of the advantages is your mind is complete completely freed up because you haven't learned really, you haven't been taught any kind of should we call it rules or or any had anyone saying well this is how you this is the correct way or this is how you draw a picture or this is how you do this they don't have anywhere they've just taught themselves so that they're free of all those kind of constraints i think um is that still and, and, possible i'm not entirely think, sure claire, if i agree with you is that yeah. you want to sorry is it still possible claire um that, that that is the case because I yeah in the world of the internet so I can yeah definitely somebody you know 50 years ago let's say not even 50 years ago but somebody some time ago um yeah before the internet was widely available yeah you could you could be entirely self-taught at that point I think at, yeah. this, at this point I'm not sure that you could if you were interested in something and you you would be naturally drawn to to investigate it and and the investigation of such things is is so much easier now with the internet and yeah. maybe maybe the average quality of, of the the material you could find is not as high as it was when you had to go to a a, a proper library or a bookshop or, or and find a real published book that yeah which would have had a certain level of quality there's a lot of stuff on the internet that is of low quality yeah. of course but but you're still teaching i think it, if you're reading books or you're watching youtube videos whatever you're doing you're still teaching yourself aren't you you're still teaching yourself you're not having a you're not in a in a formal yeah um, and yeah and you choose what I still to, consider to do and what not to do self-taught I, I think i think you're still kind of teaching yourself 
That's what I think. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure if I agree with uh, what you're saying, because uh, I think, first of all, um, being proficient with your tools mm. is something that is undeniably important when creating art, because if the tools get into your way because you don't know how to use them, uh, I, I don't think that is... I, I think an artist would always choose a tool who uh, that uh, they are um, in some way comfortable with. And, uh, for example, uh, Vivian Meyer, someone who definitely tried to, mm. in her New York Times, tried to be around professional photographers, uh, also female photographers, to um, observe and, and uh, self-teach. So, so basically the equivalent of watching youtube videos to you know yeah. learn yeah. i i As, think and, i don't and, know and, and, and sorry um, and the other thing that i wanted to say i mean we had um yeah. uh, danny bittencourt on who mm. is mm. Uh, she's uh, writing her doctoral thesis on art yeah. and and she undeniably creates amazing art and and i think um i don't think i don't know if that is that important because uh, I don't know uh, off the top of my head I don't know um, you know um, academically educated artists who never were recognized but I'm pretty sure they are there too. So, I, I think I suppose I think I agree you can we can all be proficient in our tools and people but you can still teach that yourself is what I'm yeah. saying you don't need oh, so, okay. you know, Sorry, yeah what that, i'm saying yeah. is you can be proficient in your in using a, a tool a camera you can teach yourself that um and, and absolutely i agree with you about danny's work i suppose the point i'm making is there are still there are still people around <laughs> and i've met some of them um who 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 are like oh you know they've not been to um an, a, an art college so you you, you know they, they view if you've been to an art and, and then there's the snobbery in pretending what college you've gone to. And I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not someone that has, I don't hold that view. Maybe it's because I haven't been to an art oh, college yeah, myself. Yeah, I'm, I completely I'm, agree I'm with saying, you. I, I, and yeah. the way I view, when I hear those kind of arguments, for me, I just think it's one of those protectionism things. Yeah. Um, we're all, everyone's competing for resources or competing for things. So it's just a protectionist argument. And sometimes I think that, people can make amazing artwork, sometimes even outside the box. And I wonder why, if that's because they haven't had, you know, in a formal training, someone will someone will stand in front of someone and say, you know, this is the rule of thirds, think about this. And you can know that, but you can't help sometimes as well, I'm imagining in education being influenced by your, t your tutors, your teachers, yeah. that's natural. Even if we think back to our school days, we've all got those teachers that we think of fondly and mm. some that we've forgotten about. Um, so I'm just thinking that a lot of outsider artists, you know, they haven't, they've, they've self-taught. My definition is self-taught would still be watching, reading books yeah. or watching mm. YouTube videos. I'm just thinking that they've kind of not been in the formal, um, not been in the, in, in not necessarily been in, the, in, in, um, a formal education. It, it, it could vary. And well it shouldn't be... be one or the others. I'm just saying that you can do create what you don't have to, but obviously yeah. people do go and they make amazing artwork. Yeah, it, a lot of artists it, I love have been in art school, you know, it, and it like I say, be. we had Danny on um, and, and there's lots of art uh, photographers I can think of who, who studied photography at, at, at college. I mean, we've had Brian on, haven't we, Brian Griffin? I, I really like his work, his work, um, especially his, um, I love his, not just his music, his, his album cover work, um, 
his um 1980s businessmen work you know i think it's really great and he went to, you know he went to he was formally trained so i'm not saying it's one <laughs> i'm not saying that i dislike any photographers who have been to art college i'm not i'm not saying that at all but i'm just saying that a lot of outsider ones haven't but i still think they've made amazing amazing work yeah i understand yeah. what you mean i think i think sometimes Sorry, I've it maybe might very well I don't know. Uh, no no i now understand what you mean uh, i think sometimes mm. it might be some sort of like an envy thing even if people are very talented and i mm. think it's a gift to be able to think outside of the box yeah. because uh, we are in, in our society at least we we are always taught to fit in mm. and sometimes it takes um the 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 will to you know go away from that dogma so to speak and uh, so yeah. speak and 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 think outside of the box means you do something that everybody else probably doesn't think about doing mm. and uh so yeah maybe that's also the magic of outsiders work that they because they didn't care about fitting into society they they are non-conformists maybe mm. uh that is something that helps them create art that is not the usual stuff that you see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting, rich topic, this, isn't it? It's, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I like to, I'm, I'm the sort of person that likes to have the answers to stuff and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, yeah, not that uh, it's, uh, not that I want to, to, to close down the thinking that we're doing, clo close down and draw it together. But it, but there is this is definitely a topic that we yeah, that doesn't have any it has just has lots and lots of points of consideration, doesn't it? Lots of things to, to think about. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. and, and I'm trying to yeah, uh yeah. I, I'm I, I've fallen into that trap that podcasters fall into occasionally of listening to the podcast and forgetting that I'm actually supposed to be one of the people that are making it. <laughs> but you guys have really got me thinking today and it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting discussion mm. and uh i think it, the the thing that i think i'm taking away from this is that it, apart from that, it, that, that there's many ways of looking at it is that there's the, i'm glad there's a place for outsider artists um, and it's a shame that they don't necessarily get the recognition they deserve in in, in their lifetimes. But I, I'm glad that there is a. I'm glad that there are outsider artists um, uh, that that can bring us fresh views. If they're the positive side of it, um, they, they can give us a fresh view of the world and a, and a different insight. And and uh, mm. I think that that enriches us in some way. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And I think uh, it's very important to actually practice our uh, open mindedness and not the popular way of open mindedness, which is basically trying to say what everybody else agrees is correct, but yeah. to try to put yourself into the shoes of artists that are controversial. And uh, I think that's very important to, I mean, we had a controversial discussion before we recorded the podcast. Now I feel like uh, it's it helped us to look at these outsiders from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And my takeaway is that there is, it's very easy to stir up, um, you know, excitement and, and anger on the internet. And I think uh, also uh, Vivian Meyer, Meyer's case stirred up and heated debates and i would recommend you know 
<laughs> always keep a cool head and take a step back, look at the facts. And that's why I highly recommend uh, Anne Mark's book about uh, Vivian Meyer. It's called Vivian Meyer Developed because she has an appendix about those controversies. And it's always good to try to get back to the facts when you look at outsiders. Okay. And uh, yeah, uh, Claire's intervention before we recorded the show, I was a little bit taken back by uh, Miroslav Tichy's uh, work <laughs> and she put it into context and it helps look at him. I mm. might not agree, but not agreeing is also okay when it comes yeah, to yeah. art. Cool so um, yeah, so yeah, that's my mm. takeaway. Keep an open mind and not overlook artists that seem controversial, but always take care that you understand everything mm. that's going on in his or her life. I wish, I really wish this exhibition would go round again. <laughs> I wish it would come back. The Alternative Guides to the Universe, it was called. It was so good. I'd love to see it again. But sure, I'm thinking we should I'm revisit hoping, this conversation hoping. again as well, because I think yeah, we, we, we should almost make this, I think, a a, a regular, maybe, maybe not massively frequent because we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about in the pipeline. But I, yeah. I'd love to come back to this conversation in a few months time, actually. And yeah, maybe with uh, a, a different collection of artists to discuss and and to and to revisit this and and see see where it takes us because I think yeah we've made a good start at this conversation. Today. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure that we finished it though. <laughs> no, I agree. Well, and then it poses more questions because I think earlier on it made it's it's um, Christian. You brought a point up. Um, about um when you find out it's an artist you like and then you might find out excuse me they've been engaged in i don't know things events activities <laughs> that you that you know you're disappointed in i've had that happen to me and it makes it and it's it's made me question well what is the role of a what do we expect from an artist or um i don't know of, of any whatever the genre is um, the famous person, that's the artist you might admire. Do they owe you anything? Do they owe us anything more than to create work that we like? Or do we expect, you know, this is for living ones now, or do we expect more of them? I've asked myself this question when I, when sometimes there's controversies around kind of filmmakers or, or um, Musicians or it's happened to a lot of filmmakers in the, the last five years or so. So yes, I know what the sort of thing a, you mean. Yes. There's been a few, yeah, and then I think, oh, you know, and I find myself. I feel like I, I feel like I, because I love their work. I find myself defending them as individuals, and then I'm asking myself, um, what do I expect? What you know, I've asked myself that question. What do they do? Does someone owe us more? Do we expect more because they're in the public domain, or is it? Is there? Is it just to create good good work that we enjoy? I don't know. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, people want to look up to their idols, to their heroes. Yeah, yeah. And isn't there the saying, never meet your heroes? Yeah. And, and then there was the whole, yeah, absolutely. And then do we, even if, and then, but I still, my answer would be their artwork. If it's still whatever form it is, photography, a film, piece of music, if you really like it, it's still a great piece of artwork you might you yeah. might not have liked what has come out about this individual or whatever but i think it's still stand you know, yeah. I, I would see the artwork as cancelling out work mm. or even people's legacies for some reason 
it's a difficult topic, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. another outside. That's another angle into outsiders, yeah. actually, isn't it? Because yeah. it's, you know, I think it's, again, you know, like I say, I think we've we've done a good job of starting this conversation, but I don't think it's anywhere near finished because I think throughout this, we've probably got two or three other big topics that we could we could talk about. And mm-hmm. and that that connection or or decoupling of of the the artist's behavior from the from the art itself and the work itself is is mm-hmm. is, is, is a, i think that sounds like a fairly deep moral and ethical conversation um we might need some moral and ethical assistance <laughs> <laughs> to help us navigate that, to help us navigate that one i, oh, I think yes. that yeah i it's uh yeah that that for me certainly would be territory that i would find challenging in perhaps in a very positive way but it, that would be a challenging yeah. conversation for me to have because I'm, I'm not well informed or well educated in, in, in that sense so a difficult one to navigate for now though i think we probably have to wrap up uh, okay uh and uh and you know and i think this this is the topic that lives to fight another day isn't it so <laughs> we'll come back absolutely we'll, we'll come back to it claire thank you ever so much and um, i feel like this has been a really fresh way of having a sunny 16 conversation today yeah um you know and uh i've really enjoyed it so so thank you um uh, i'm sorry we've made it like uh, yeah wait so long <laughs> won't do that won't make That's that okay. <laughs> won't make that mistake twice yeah yeah so um, have we got any news is there any news triple tom I don't. I don't have any. I don't think, um, unless you guys do. Um, we, I, I can we, report that the, the the gelato in Roma is 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 oh, yes. is well worth the, well worth the journey. Um, but that's just because I happen to have spent my weekend there because I got lucky this weekend in the sense that I managed to have a family holiday. So, <laughs> so maybe we can uh, on top of that excellent news, we can uh, <laughs> we can maybe uh, uh, tease uh, an, an an upcoming photo walk in August. Oh, we can oh, yeah. do that. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, well, go go ahead, Christian. Te- tease us, uh, tease away. Tease away. Uh, so um, uh, we are thinking of having a photo walk in Oxford on the twelfth of August, uh, if all goes well. And uh, since Graham is not here, we will make him uh, the main responsible person for leading us around on the photo walk. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So uh, if everyone in on this podcast agrees that it's his responsibility, yeah, I'm looking forward I to him. Uh, yeah, I suspect we can yeah. agree that it's his responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Although, so although, having said that, having been on several photo walks around Oxford with Graham over the years, I, I although I'm really bad at navigating Oxford, actually, I could possibly name two or three of the stops that we would make on a photo walk. So, I've, if Okay, I so that <laughs> makes you vice president of photo walking at uh, uh, Oxford now. I should have I should have kept my mouth shut, shouldn't I? <laughs> yes, well, that's you know that's what, what the... happens when they play Mikado. I don't know if that's uh, the English term as well. Uh, no, it, it, it's not one that I know well, but I th- I think okay. I know what you mean. Yes, that will come around quickly. You know, we, you know, it's yeah. like Shrove Tuesday today, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. Um. So, and it seems like a long way off, but the time's going to r- rattle around that'll come around pretty quickly definitely yeah definitely well um okay so any any other announcements any other news any other fun not stuff? for me not for no. me in which case i think i shall call this podcast complete 
So we have been the Sunny 16 podcast. Thank you all for listening uh, to what hopefully was as thought for provoking a conversation for you listening to it as it was for us to have it. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you for uh, indulging us in a slightly different kind of conversation as well. Um, hopefully you found it refreshing, too. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, next week, uh, another bit of teasing. We are starting a new mini series. Um, I yeah. won't say any more than that um, because we've got an awful lot of prep still to do. <laughs> Although we do have the first show in the se- in the mini series sorted, so so rest assured there will be a show next week. We do know what's going to happen in that show, and there will be some further work done in yeah, behind the scenes to make sure that there are some other shows to go in that mini series as well. Uh, but it's something that Christian and I really enjoyed doing uh, late last year when we did the digital film photography podcast. No, was that what it was called? Digital? Yes, yes, yeah, digital exactly film photography. Right. It's Sorry, such a long time. Couldn't since remember we... the name yeah. there for a minute. Uh, we very much enjoyed making our miniseries, didn't we? Yes, absolutely. And so we're going to give it a go on Sunny 16. Uh, and uh, so listen in next week for the first of that. Uh, and uh, yeah, look forward to, to seeing you all then. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.